Welcome into the PFF NFL Daily. Today, discussing surprise potential first round picks in the NFL draft. Who might hear their name called on Thursday night? It's all brought to you by DraftKings. Download the top rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code PFF when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free bets if the basketball team of your choosing hits a three. That's code PFF to turn $1 into $100 in free bets for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. All right, Sam, it's really difficult to pick a surprise first-round pick because this is the time of year where everybody's mentioned as a first-round pick. There's a 100 guys that get some sort of, hey, maybe he's a first-rounder attached to them. But you got an article going to pff.com, the potential surprise round one players. So who are we looking at in this group? Yeah, I, I think there's always a bunch of names that, that pop up in the first round every year. As much as there's a consensus board out there and we think you'd do a pretty good job if you just stuck to the consensus board instead of using you know, your own analysis, teams don't. Teams use their own analysis and some of them are going to have guys ranked in a completely different order. So every year, you get those guys that nobody saw coming pop up into the first round. Um, so I think there's a few people that you could make that case for. Um, Alex Leatherwood is a guy I think has a shot to go in the first round. This is a weird year. The COVID year, the remote pre-draft process, everything's done over Zoom, no combine, all these kinds of things. And we've all been speculating what that's going to lead to and how much teams are going to kind of uh, be conservative in terms of where they pick players from. And I think you're going to see people lean on those blue blood programs like Alabama and these proven SEC teams and things like that. And Alex Leatherwood just has this profile of, you know, safe, steady, solid starting left tackle from an elite program. Um, I think he's the kind of guy that might sneak in around one because of that. It's an interesting way that we get to this list, right? Because if you told me that a year from now, I, a year ago, I would have said, absolutely, Alex Leatherwood is going to be a first round pick. He's the starting left tackle at Alabama. He's the next in line. But I think the NFL doesn't just completely lean on that stuff. And to your point, maybe they will a little bit more now. Leatherwood has been a, a good college tackle. He's somewhere in, but Jonah Williams was excellent. Uh, Cam Robinson was just okay. Leatherwood is somewhere in between when, if we're just breaking down uh, Alabama tackles. Uh, I, I got to go with uh, the name on your list that stands out to me is Afatu Melifonwu from Syracuse, the cornerback, because his brother, Obi Melifonwu, had the same size and measurables and just freak athleticism. And I think, you know, cornerback is probably the hardest position to project where guys are going to go or what NFL draft boards look like. So I think Iffy really could be one of those guys that gets his name called in the first round. Yeah, and I wonder if he, I mean, his brother has been, I don't want to say a bust, but he hasn't had that much of an opportunity to show that he was worth the sort of excitement that was around him pre-draft with all the crazy physical uh, measurement numbers that he uh, put out there. I wonder if Ifatu is going to have a better shot because he doesn't have the sort of tweener thing that Obi did. You know, whether, is he a corner? Is he a safety? He's sort of trapped in between. Uh, his brother is, is just a cornerback. There's no question. Like, he's playing corner. He's been playing corner the whole way. And people like him as a cornerback prospect. So, yeah, I think corner is one of those positions where NFL teams still chase 
freakish athleticism and crazy numbers and you know guys that put up these ridiculous workout numbers so i think a guy that is sort of firmly settled in at that position yes somebody is going to value that more than the consensus and those measurables include a 6'1 205 pound frame 32 and a quarter arms that's well yeah it's 80th percentile that's excellent but the 42 inch vertical and 11 foot two inch broad jump 97th percentile as far as the jumps go and he ran a 448 uh, the concern for Melifonwu would be the change of direction stuff. 20-yard shuttle, 4-3-4, that's 21st percentile. And then the three-cone, right around 7, 35th percentile. So for corners, you do want to see that change of direction. But if you're talking those press coverage teams, uh, Ifatu is definitely going to be on their list. Any other surprise first-rounders you want to discuss? Quarterbacks. So there's, we think five are going to go in the first round though, and probably high in the first round. But the question is, will there be a sixth that sneaks into the bottom of the first round once those five guys have gone and some no. NFL teams didn't get their shot at them? Because the second round quarterback has disappeared as an entity. The second round quarterback doesn't exist anymore. So if you think a guy has second round potential or second round tools which is what we've been saying about a lot of these quarterbacks recently, they go in the first round now. They're not going to make it to the second round. So if that's the case, who is the quarterback that has tools? And okay, maybe not doesn't have the tape yet, but is is a player that NFL teams can talk themselves into having a successful starting NFL career. And there's a couple of them out there, but the one that's getting buzz is Davis Mills from Stanford. Now... I think that buzz is crazy, but he's the one with the buzz about him. Oh, man, I, no, you're saying the second round QB has disappeared. Why? Just because Drew Locke hasn't worked out or Deshaun Kaiser hasn't worked out. I mean, Derek Carr is the last one, right? That Derek Carr and Andy Dalton are the last two that made sense. Am I missing? Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo was in there, but are you saying it's disappeared because teams are just overvaluing them or you know they're saying hey davis mills is a second round prospect but i got to get him in the first and that puts teams like washington or chicago or the steelers in the mix for a davis mills late first yeah or yeah i mean washington washington chicago in particular or you know if, if somebody like denver new england doesn't go quarterback at the top of the draft if they let it go past them maybe they take that's they jump back in or maybe maybe they're trying to get a quarterback at the bottom of the first where they would have taken another second round quarterback i just think the the trend now has become teams jumping back into the bottom of the first to secure that fifth year option on any quarterback that they think has a shot of working out even if that guy is a clear second round talent based off what we've seen from him man i i i really think there's a, a clear line between the top five qbs in that next tier i think it'll play out like that but you're saying hey look these guys would be surprises uh one of the names we've discussed recently too is levi on the interior defensive lineman from washington we have a very clear distinction as well at this position where christian barmore is our number one interior defensive line defensive lineman and levi has had some good he's played some good football levi O over at washington but another one of those guys about a thousand career snaps um but there are rumblings around the league that he's right up there in that first round mix or people even like him as much as Barmore which um, we would definitely disagree with yeah he he's another one of these guys that didn't play in 2020 and I mean I would have said hurt himself 
by not doing so in terms of draft stock. But, I mean, if he goes in the first round, apparently not. But he's a guy that feels like he could have done with that season to put another really good year on tape and show that, hey, he can be this every-down impact pass rusher. Because right now, we've got this 90.8 PFF grade back in 2018. And then when his playing time was scaled up, the following season, the grade dropped down. 82.5 the following year just wasn't the same level of development or, or jump forward that we would have expected. Um, but it's a bad year for that position. It's a bad year for finding guys that can be impact pass rushers. And again, it, there are people out there that don't love Christian Barmore. I'm not quite sure why. I don't see the giant holes or concerns in his game. But if you're one of those people that knows it's a bad year for this kind of position and doesn't like Barmore, you're going to be searching around for potential alternatives, whether it is a guy um, like Levi or whether it's you know someone like Mil- Milton Williams a, a dra- or a, a round or two later. You're going to come up with some strange answers at that position because there aren't those home run picks. One of my favorite things about the PFF Draft Guide, all 1,272 pages of it, is you can find senior bowl grades, including... Uh, Levi in his performance, eight pass rush snaps at the Senior Bowl, uh, where we graded everything, graded every single snap, and it's in there in the draft guide, all a part of Edge and Elite. Um, Levi looks pretty good there, so we got to see him for a little bit this year after the opt out. So, any other ones you want to just wrap it up with? I think Eric Stokes, Peyton Turner, the corner out of Georgia, Edge out of Houston. When you talk about just traitsy types of guys that the NFL is going to be attracted to. Yeah, and then Fryermuth, uh, tight end. Kyle Pitts is the unquestioned, you know, number one tight end uh, and offensive weapon in the draft. But there's such a huge gap between him and everyone else, and yet the rest of the league is still starved for tight ends. So I think you might end up seeing uh, him jump back in again, like sneak into the first round, just because there are so many teams that are pretty desperately in need of a quality starting tight end. Yeah, with uh, Fryermuth makes sense. Stokes from Georgia, long corner, big corner who ran a four three four, and then Peyton Turner, who is just big long edge, who again ticks all, a lot of the measurable types of boxes that, that teams are looking for. So, let us know who do you think is the going to be the surprise first round pick on next Thursday night's first round of the NFL Draft. It's the PFF NFL Daily. Mm-hmm.